0: Why are you looking at me like that? I'm
1: looking at you like that because I love you. And that means the Trojansports.com podcast is about to begin. We're going to talk about Ricky Town. We've got recruiting noise in the hallways of Trojansports.com. Plus, some power rankings for incoming freshmen. Are you excited? I know I am. Let's go. Oh my gosh. The big brain behind Yahoo Sports. Check out the big brain on dot Rivals.com. Why are you laughing over there? Welcome to the Trojansports.com podcast. That kicks
0: off. Thank you for the landing. Right, 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 right now. Right
1: now. Right now. And that's right. The Trojansports.com podcast is on for Monday, August 17th. Welcome into it. I'm Chris Morales. That's beat reporter for Trojan Sports. Adam J. Maya. And Crispy Swanson is the publisher. Boys, happy Monday! How are you? Happy Monday, Chris Morales. Did you take any take in any of the NFL preseason week one? No, dude. College football. I'm just stuck. Why on isn't it. there a college football preseason?
2: Well, there kind of is, I guess. There sort should, of. Yeah, they, they should play each other. I'd like to see, you know, Ohio State Alabama preseason game. Yeah, watch, just you know, like fun stuff. See if the fourth string quarterback for why Alabama not? is good. You know why not? Let's do it. Adam, you seem stunned. I have no
0: opinion.
1: You no don't? Opinion? No. Okay. Well, that's good. How was okay. your weekend?
0: I, I did worked. You
2: see, did you see straight out of Compton?
0: I was going to. I'm
2: I tried to go with the team, but <laughs> they, they didn't let <laughs> me on the bus or anything. So. You stood out a little bit. I did. It's pretty clear I'm not an athlete. But you're not. Yeah. Pretty clear. You look like um, Cameron Smith's like, like, younger brother. Yeah, bulimic.
1: <laughs> you know, younger brother. Why does he got to be bulimic? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do we want to get into some Ricky Town? Why not? We should. Why Let's not? talk about it, Let's
2: kids. Let's do it.
0: All right. I, I know you know Ricky well. For I do. You know the family. I do. What do you think?
2: Um, you know, they, obviously they're not really talking about all the details. I think that, you know, they don't want to, to out any frustration with USC. Um, you know, I was told he's looking for a pro-style offense, which isn't really what USC is running right now. Uh, but I think it really comes down to the fact that Ricky Town was there in the spring. They rebuilt his throwing motion come fall. Sam Darnold's in there now for the first time. Sam Darnold is getting more reps than him, basically yeah. ahead of him on the depth chart, even though there is no depth chart. And Ricky Town had rolled early and was there in the spring. The writing on the wall is you're not going to play over this guy. You know, this was his this was the time when when Ricky Town would right. play over Sam Darnold, would get more reps than Sam Darnold. He had a whole spring. He had the advantage and it's already gone. Right. So I think that's what the reason was. I think they looked at that and they said, We're not going to play here. Let's cut our losses. Let's get out now. Let's get him enrolled in school, redshirt him, which he's probably going to do anyway, so there's no difference. Yeah. It makes sense. It's smart. I get it.
0: It was only two weeks ago, but I wrote about this, that basically they were competing with each other. That was their whole year. It would be one-on-one, and they're not going to tell you that, and we didn't get to talk to Ricky. We haven't talked to Sam Donald yet. We can't talk to any of the incoming freshmen until – I don't know until they transfer, but um, there was a competition going <laughs> Just on. Just got that yeah. joke. Yeah, put okay. right over my head. For I, that. I, I even paused to allow <laughs> you to laugh. Oh well, um, there was a competition between the two of them, and Ricky had already fallen behind. It's really early, right? I mean, yeah. I, I understand that people are looking at him and they're wondering why would you leave basically a week after fall camp, but. He wasn't going to play for a long time.
2: No, he wasn't.
0: Max Brown is going to play the next two years. Yeah. Unless he leaves after one year. But you can't assume that. Max Brown, two years, and in their third year, Town and Darnold. But Ricky knew that Darnold was, set, was, a, was Sark's guy.
2: Yeah. No, it's it's it became very clear early on. I mean, we've had... Nine days, right? We knew of on Sunday. On Sunny day, do you remember? Yeah, I, I remember the, the comment. I remember the quote. That say it, Adam. Go for he, it.
0: He blew us away. That yeah. was his evaluation of Darnold. Yep. After mentioning, you know, Ricky has been a, a good Trojan for the program, and uh, he didn't really have much to say about Ricky, but then he went on a little tangent about about Darnold and how impressive he is. Yep. And Town had committed right when Stark took the job, and then – he went and got Darnold, yep. which you don't usually do when you already have a quarterback in the class.
2: Exactly. I mean, maybe their death chart warranted getting two in that class. Maybe. I think it was a debate. No, they're funny. It, it
0: doesn't because we asked Sark yesterday, are you going to have enough quarterbacks for the year? Yeah. And he said, we're great.
2: Yeah. He,
0: he didn't even elaborate on that. He just said, we're great. We're fine. And then we asked him about Jalen Green, and he said, Jalen Green is at receiver. Yep. He's totally content. I mean, the only surprise I had about all this was that Sark didn't really care that Ricky left. I'm just being honest.
2: It, do- it doesn't seem that way. He didn't care. And it, it, honestly, it doesn't seem like he cared that he was there because, I mean, we're talking about nine days. You know, eight yeah, days. Right. Be- no, be- d- yeah, And, and Darnold was not there in the spring. Right. So in
0: eight days. Darnold had been there in eight days. He's eight days.
2: decided. I mean, he, he'll say that he didn't decide. He'll say that they're even. But he decided that Darnold was better in eight days because he was giving him all the reps and not Ricky Town. Yeah. Ricky Town was there in the spring. Well, Just think about that.
0: Okay. There are a lot of freshmen or even sophomores and what have you that are thinking about this everywhere. Yeah. You know, they're thinking about their situation, the gap chart, and whether they're going to play. And they're contemplating a transfer. It's reality. It's part yeah. of the part of the business. But typically, you would imagine that there would be a conversation or two with different people. Well, Cody Kessler didn't know anything about it. Clay Helton didn't know anything about it. We asked Sark, "Is this something that's been brewing?" Sark tells us, "Today was the first I heard of it." I just met with Ricky and he decided that he wanted to move on. I wished him luck. Yeah. That was Mm it. It reminded me of that scene in in old school when Will Ferrell's getting a divorce from his wife, who he's never with, like, or, you know, after he marries her, he's never with her for the rest of the movie. And she approaches him, I I think, at Blue's funeral. And she's like, I think we should get a divorce. And then he says, like a real divorce? (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, and he walks away like, all right, cool. Well, keep on trucking.
2: <laughs> see you later. I mean, Sark would just so whatever. Yeah, here's the here's a question for you. Well, first of all, it, it, to me, it seems like the opposite of of Max Wittick and, and Cody Kessler in a way. I know you weren't really around for that yeah. battle, but to me, that battle seemed like a lot of people thought Cody Kessler was the better quarterback, and they were just trying to see if Max Wittick could ever live up to what he was. And so the battle continued forever and ever. And this was like. Day one, there's no battle. Yeah. It's over. I it's just it's interesting. I, I'm wondering how they're gonna get two quarterbacks in the future again, though. If they I mean if they ever need it. Do you think that factors in
0: at all? No, I mean, you've been saying for months actually that if they bring in two or not if they, they had already brought in two, but that typically one will leave.
2: Yeah. No, it's true. But but
0: they both wanted to go there. Ricky Town has been wanting to be a Trojan for a long time. So, I think he played it well. He came in, and maybe he feels like he didn't get a fair shake. I don't have a strong opinion on that. But if he saw that he wouldn't play, then leave. You can transfer now. He was in a red shirt anyway. Donald will red red shirt. So, nothing really changes for him. He red shirts while he's transferring, and then... He's a redshirt freshman somewhere else.
2: So no effect on future recruiting thing for USC for if they try to get two no, quarterbacks. I mean if again. two people
0: want to come, they're. I mean, typically if you're going to go to USC to be the quarterback, you really want to do that. Yeah, you're, you're not settling to do that.
2: I get yeah. it, but if you're the first quarterback that they take, like Town was, well, and then they're saying we're going after another guy too. Don't worry. I mean, in the back of your mind, are you kind of like, am I yeah, going to be out we'll, of it? We'll
0: see if the coaching staff would even approach it that way. Yeah. I don't really feel like they recruited Town.
2: It's, I mean, he was, it was kind of an inherited thing. It was like, Sark got the job. Town's committing. Town's Z coming from Alabama. Yeah, he, the, he was waiting for yeah. Kiffin and all that to go. Too. And then Kiffin went to the school he was committed to, which right. was unfortunate for yeah. him, obviously. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So, if it was, if it, if the coach was already in place, would he go after two quarterbacks? And you know, Who knows? It, it, right? I, I think it could happen. Is my point? I think that we can't compare every situation, even Wittick and Kessler, to this one. I think they're very different.
2: I'm gonna try. <laughs> no, whatever. No, he, he
0: recruited Sam Darnold, and Darnold came in, and let's talk about him. Oh yeah, he, he's been really good.
2: He has been, which is su- surprising because, as we mentioned before, he just arrived like in fall. You know, usually you don't see quarterbacks coming in the fall and do much of anything. And he looks impressive. I'm not going to say he, you know, he obviously couldn't go start a game for them, and they, you know, what I mean, they would have serious issues with that happen. But for a freshman, for a young guy, impressive athleticism, elite arm. Honestly, I think he can really sling the ball downfield.
0: So, and, and that. Don't impressed. you think that, that – okay, we talked to Helton about that as well. And yeah. He dismissed the whole – our offense is evolving and we want a dual threat. But, okay, you've recruited Darnold, yeah. Matt Fink, Kate Markell, yep, Tua Tagovailoa. Mm-hmm. They're all the same. I yeah. mean, they, they have different um, hikes and weights and whatever. That's but true. they're the same and- – Sean of quarterback.
2: And Shea Patterson's a dual threat. Right. So the only guy that they really recruited that wasn't was KJ Costello. Which
0: they kind of...
2: Inherited him, in well, a way.
0: Yeah, and they also kind of uh, neglected him.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's true.
0: Yeah, they, they want a dual threat quarterback. And so I think that's what this is about as well. I don't, I don't think Ricky was an ideal fit here. So I think everybody's better off.
2: Mm-hmm. I think, can I just say, because we haven't said it, Last thing about Ricky Town. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to go to another school. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I see you know, I see the tools there. I see the basis for somebody to be a solid quarterback. He has a good arm. He has a really good arm.
1: I want to mention this because it was the highlight of my morning from the Trojan R&R Day 9. The video about this, Ricky Town, you and Michael Levin. First of all, if you just go to that page on our rival site, TrojanSports.com, if you just look at that screenshot before the video begins, yeah, and the fear Adam hates those screenshots on Michael like. Lev's face. I mean, it looks like literally it's like a special on the ID channel, <laughs> and he's sitting next to the worst serial killer <laughs> in the world. Oh, he is. And then begin the, before the video begins, but it, it really is fantastic. Yeah. Look at that screenshot. You know, Adam. He bought- looks like
0: Mike Myers standing next to Kanye. I mean, really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, but very good stuff. I like you on video. I like you on podcast too. I really? like you all the way around. Yeah, I, you don't like it? No. Okay. but That's okay. I'm glad you didn't. I'm a big fan. So Trojan R&R, we're still doing that. Register and Rivals. Rivals and Register. I like to spin it just to f- piss you off. like got ed. it. We think our friend Michael Webb. I thought it was Michael.
2: rest and relaxation. Yeah, we didn't confused. get it.
1: Yeah. Wait, Bryce Dixon. Yeah. Oh, it teammate. seemed like such a hanging item last week <laughs> when we all sat around and did this, but now we know for sure <laughs> yeah. the news. Yeah. But the teammate of Ricky Town.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. St. Bonaventure. The curse of the Bonnies, man. It, it <laughs> continues. Okay. Um, yeah, Bryce Dixon reinstated to the school, but not the football team.
0: Which is a way of the university passively aggressively putting him away.
2: Yep. Because why? he's not going to stay at school if he's not playing football. Right. He's a football player, you know. It's true. I think they didn't agree with the judge's ruling. They're obviously they're fighting it in court. Still, yeah. that's the plan. And this is their way of saying, well, you know, we don't have to you can make us take Bryce Dixon, you can make us put him in school, but we don't have to let him play on the football team. It's a privilege.
0: I know a lot of people are mad at school about this. Should not be. Right. We we don't know what happened that night. Nope. We still don't know. We're not gonna know. I I, I agree that there was not due process. I don't like the way the system is set up where an allegation can lead to expulsion so easily. And so hopefully this situation will change all that. I, I think a lot of good can come out of it. But to just deem Bryce innocent or to flippantly reinstate him back to the football team would be... Very risky, very short-sighted. Yeah. Unfortunately, everything that we've heard about Bryce has not been very good.
2: Yeah, there's some there's some issues going on from what we've heard.
0: And we like Bryce. Yeah, we oh, talked yeah. to him. Great he's kid, cool Honestly, kid he's to talk been nice to. to me. Right. So I'm I'm not trying to smear him. I'm just saying people that know people that yeah, that have been involved with him that have had to um, deal with him yeah can can say that there's a lot going on there that he he needs to mature in and and work out and i realize that there's probably a lot of kids like that at that age and in this oh, yeah. position on, on the football team right? <laughs> but um this is a situation that he was warned about before he was even at USC.
2: That's true. I, it's tough too. And, you know, I don't blame school. I don't think anybody should. Um, I just think it's a tough situation because what, what do you do with, you know, it's, it's a crime where there's no, there's never really, maybe very rare instance, but almost never really evidence of one way or the other. It's always a he said, she said, almost. Yeah. And so what do you do? You kind of have to choose like, well, is our standard procedure you know, we uh, we believe the supposed victim every time, or do we believe right. the supposed accuser every time? Because you have to pick one. You can't. You can't just every case can't be different. You can't because then you're guessing. You know what I mean? You're just yeah, guessing. Right. Oh, I believe this person. It, well, I don't you, believe you, this person? you
0: can't guess. on on Bryce and throw him out.
2: Exactly. Well, uh, so that. I, but it's tough because it's like well, the other the the alternative to guessing on Bryce and throwing him out is to guessing he's telling the truth and saying to the supposed victim, too bad. Like, sorry that you're accusing him of this, but yeah. nothing happens to him. It's a mess. What do you? And yeah. Especially, you know, with all these watch lists out, uh, you know, federal watch lists out on all these schools and, and people keeping an eye on what's going on and, and a lot of court cases going on. It's really tough.
0: Well, it, it, it's all about money. It should be about justice. Yeah. But it's all about money, unfortunately. I would say that if you read through the court documents, you can tell that Both Bryce and the accuser are, they were very irresponsible. Yes. I I don't think either one of them would argue that. And it's a very serious situation. I know that people want to see him on the football field and he would be a great player and we'd like to have him on the football field. But it's very serious. I'm actually glad that there's a, a fight, that they're going to court that they're trying to I get true. more information. Yeah. because I feel like the decision was not made with enough information.
2: Well, and I'm also happy because it's putting the decision in in hands of people that I know are qualified. to yeah. determine what's correct. I don't. You know, we're obviously not qualified to determine it. I feel the like a lot of are... biases
0: involved in, in what yeah. we are reading in the court oh, documents. Yeah, well,
2: the same thing with the Title IX office at USC is like I'm not sure they're qualified to determine yeah. this sort of thing. A lot either. of biases. So. We'll see what happens. We're hoping for the best for Bryce.
0: Um, I I just want, yeah, I want whatever he deserves. Yeah. If if he's innocent of a crime, he should be on the field. Yeah. And if he's not, he shouldn't.
1: I agree. Well, very good. Very well said, Adam J. Maya. Your bumper sticker is in moments, but first we've got to get to some Theo Howard news. He decommits from Oregon, and we
2: turn it to Crispy Swanson. Is there a chance he decommits because he is going to be a Trojan? I think he's going to be a Trojan. You know, he's a Southern California kid, uh, a really explosive wide receiver, also defensive back that um, that USC has made a huge priority this whole time. They've been after him. We've reported that before we've talked to him. When, when he does talk, because a lot of kids don't like to talk about other schools when they're committed, you know, it makes sense. Um, so we know usc's made him a priority i think he is decommitted from oregon to look very strongly at usc i think at the end of the day he will be a trojan he'll be what the sixth receiver (laughs) the seventh the 80th well we don't know
0: michael pittman and trump well that's the thing is these
2: things not only do they play different positions but maybe there's a reshuffling you know guys take visits elsewhere maybe the coaches say hey you enjoyed that visit good you know go like go there you know these things happen we saw it last year tristan Payne, tayon mason yeah. uh you know they ended up taking deontay burnett as a blue shirt instead of either of those guys actually and so things can change but you know theo howard's a guy they're gonna want he's an excellent receiver maybe the best receiver in the state of california mm-hmm. and uh yeah i know and uh yeah, that was I, big. Th- I think they're gonna get him okay there go. your thoughts adam any Not really, I... no really you agree yeah <laughs> We've We've got more
1: commitment. (laughs) We've got more committing this week. Tyler Vaughn's and Tate Martell. I want that Tate Martell USC jersey bad. I know you do, but it ain't ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen, I I wish
0: we could call him and you can relay that to him.
1: I was right in front of him. I was actually standing
2: next to Chris Swanson in Baltimore. And I got a little giddy when Tate walked in. He's a superstar, bro. He is a superstar. He's going to be a superstar for somebody else, though, unfortunately. I don't think he's coming. Maybe. You know, Ricky Town did just leave. He told Blair Angulo that doesn't doesn't matter to him at all, which leads me to believe he's still leaning towards Texas A and M. And
0: the problem with that, Markel wants to play early, yeah. and he would be entering the program with Darnold entering year three, mm-hmm. and he would be waiting behind Darnold
2: Yep, that's true. How about Tyler Vaughn's? Tyler Vaughn's is committing August nineteenth, I believe is what he told me at his school. Yeah, he's picking USC. Can I just? I mean, like, is there anything? I what? mean, how, how have we been saying this? Like. Since when? Like two thousand fourteen? We've been right. like, Oh yeah, Tyler Vaughn's gonna commit to USC. But he so he
0: had a bunch of trips planned and Yeah, none didn't of them happened. And and he keeps coming to practice. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, he was actually there the other day. I think uh, Adam wrote about it in his notebook from that day of practice. It was like what, day eight or something I don't He know, came something with, like that. yeah, more than once. Yeah, he's, he's been around. Um, as has his teammate Travant Sidney, so that says something too. We expect Tyler Vaughn to commit, you know, tall receiver not like super tall not like six four but he's a bigger guy kind of like a tall i would say taller darius rogers type you know one of those like it's just really effortless whenever you see him play it's like this kid might not even know what he's doing yet and he's Mm. still really good at it so you know lots to to do there a lot to build on he's also a really good baseball player and uh if his grades are set there's been some whispers about that if he's set you know academically he's a trojan and he should be a pretty good one I think if they develop him correctly. Okay. Very good.
1: Now it's time for the tradition unlike any other, the Adam J. Maya Bumper Sticker Award. And I think we get to use some different music this time no. because it's a very special <laughs> person who would, should have his own music to begin with. Go ahead. We well, will hit the horn, but go ahead and tell Monday, us what it is. Night football? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I like the classic Monday night football.
0: Yeah. Um Frank Gifford. Frank Frank Gifford was at the forefront. Of that USC football program in the middle of the 20th century and uh, you know like the Adoree Jackson before Adoree Jackson
1: right
0: played everything played on both sides NFL you know Hall of Famer and he recently passed away he's somebody that we all grew up like with I mean either you watched him and absolutely or I mean I watched him on TV I didn't watch him play
1: no, you're not yeah, that you did Yeah, neither did you. No, I grew but, up watching him on Monday Night Football, Right. when Monday Night Football was king. I had to watch Monday Night Football, right. right. Him and Al. Yes. you have any, any memories? Just of him watching. I really, no. Honestly, I have watched a lot in the past on YouTube and different things of him in, in the original going way back, and it was so amazing. And to think Monday Night Football in the 90s and the, the late 80s was, was, was big to us, imagine when it debuted in the 70s and that, yeah. that star power it had because people weren't used to watching sports on television like that a big event once a week and it was so great and really it continued like that for us as kids. Sometimes I don't even you know, know
2: who this guy is <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just young it was a youth joke. But
1: yes uh, there was nothing like Monday Night Football when it was king and now it's just not not that great and I think a part of that nothing against Mike Tirico and John Gruden but Al and Gifford, and then when they uh, you know had others in the booth over the years, there was just something
2: special about it. There used to be better matchups too, I think. But that's but yeah,
1: because it, it was. well remember when they redid the, the football package for Sunday Night Football? The games that were supposedly those star games went to Sunday Night. Because if you uh, remember way back when Sunday Night Football, when it was on ESPN and TNT, were not good games. It was <laughs> like ah, at the end of the day, it's kind of the crap game. And then they made Sunday Night to to make more money and to get this NBC deal. And then ESPN got Monday Night Football, and those have not been very good games.
0: I don't know if you can relate to this, but Frank Gifford was a person who, again, growing up watching, watching sports, absorbing it, and at a certain point, realizing that I want to be around the game, but I, I won't be in the game. I'm right. not going to be a professional athlete. A, a guy in media that made the sport charming and attractive and Wanted me to, to be a part of the, the sports journalism world. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there there are a number of people that I would say fall into that. Then sculling somebody like that. Absolutely. But I just wondered for you, you know, coming from the radio side, if you, you know what I mean? You watch you watch a guy like that. You watch him talk about the sport, and it's very alluring.
1: Well, no, it was it was fantastic. I mean, Frank Gifford, you don't find too many anymore. That are such a superior broadcaster and also a superior athlete. It's just sort of it's not because back now we don't put as much of a issue or a, a quality control on being a great broadcaster, right? You know, I think Troy Aikman would be the best example of a former athlete slash broadcaster now, where he spent years as a broadcaster, more years now than playing. Yeah, but that polishness that Frank Gifford had, I think. I, I'm just guessing that when I found out he was a player, I was even surprised because I didn't think of him as that. I just thought of him as in the booth. He was that's how good of a broadcaster he was. So, and he married Kathy Lee, which you gotta love. <laughs> oh, there you go. Did you know that? No, I didn't. What like, you didn't know? Kathy Lee Gifford was Frank Gifford's wife.
2: Oh wow, that's where that came from. That's like where that Regis Gifford and Kathy came. Lee. Oh, look at him. You good didn't know that. You honestly? I really didn't, know, didn't that. know that. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. I shouldn't send have said your that complaints on the message I know, board. Really. Chris P. Swanson. I know. Really. The oh, can youth. I can are give gonna, out a bumper sticker? No.
1: <laughs> no, okay. What are we going to do about the youth in America now, Adam J. Maya?
2: I'm leaving right
0: now.
1: Okay. <laughs> you guys aren't that much older than me. Coming up in just moments, we will return on the Trojansports.com podcast. We've got power rankings for incoming freshmen, and Adam J. maya has got a few surprises. We'll figure those out in moments. We'll be back in seconds right here the TrojanSports.com podcast. Hey, it's the QB Sean Salisbury and you're listening to the Trojan Sports Podcast right here on the home for everything USC. Everything USC. Trojansports.com. You're listening to the Trojan Sports Podcast on Trojansports.com. Powered by rivals. Maybe we rushed into this, you know? I mean, it just doesn't feel right, does it? Being married?
2: What, what do you mean?
1: I mean, I think we should get a divorce. Like a real divorce? Back at the TrojanSports.com podcast, I'm Chris Morales. That's Adam J. Maya, Chris B. Swanson. We get back into it. Did you figure out what those surprises I, were going to be yet? What were you talking about? I thought maybe you had a, par- a party horn in your bag over there. <laughs> or in your pants. I don't really know. I told you I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's always plenty of surprises in the office that nobody sees. Party but. horns? Yeah, there's party horns and some face painting and face painting too. You know, we really get crazy up here. You know, we got we got the children to think about. You know, face painting could
1: injure you, and we've got an injury scare. Oh yeah. Well, wait. Okay. okay. Wait. We're gonna hold it you, on face painting. You
0: wanted to bring something up, and I told you you couldn't. You could. Quit. It's okay. But go Why? bring
2: up i'm gonna bring it up i'm good. gonna say i i just want to point out because i know this is a podcast with real usc fans to care about these players you know even the walk-ons and such so right. i'm gonna bring up ryan dillard who i think is such a true trojan you know af- and i think after i tell you guys this you'll feel it too he was removed from the roster he's a walk-on that formerly had a scholarship but uh he was removed from the roster because of injury he's gonna be out six to nine months an issue with his knee uh so he's not on there to allow other walk-ons to join the roster, to compete, to, you know, try out basically with the team. Uh, but almost every single day, we see Ryan Dillard sitting on top of Loker Track Stadium in mm-hmm. those stands watching practice, even though he doesn't have to be there. He's probably not going to play this well, year. he can't certainly. be there. Yeah, but it just shows such a commitment. So he wants to watch it. Exactly, yeah. because, I mean, if I was hurt and I couldn't be there, I would enjoy my free time. You probably wouldn't go even if you were I healthy. wouldn't. I would have gotten kicked off the team a long time ago. We've talked about this before. But Ryan Dillard is a true Trojan and the first winner of the Chris Swanson bumper sticker. What do you think about that, Adam? You like that little flamboyant? I can't see the video <laughs> I am glad you That's can. just how excited I am about Ryan Dillard. Is that was very little, interesting, the way you I moved your little hands little like that. You looked like, like,
1: hi, boys. I mean, I'm all excited <laughs> just, now. I'm just excited about Ryan Dillard. So, sorry, I
2: was oh, yelling. Yeah. Are, yeah. You, are you Tur- cooling yourself my, off?
0: Turn my volume down.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> this guy <laughs> Oops, over here. I'm yelling, so. <laughs> That's okay. Anyway, injury scare? Yes, injury scare out of Jeremiah. What's the injury scare? <laughs>
1: what, you're asking. No, I know. Oh, we're kind of posing it, and then you're going to fill us in. Yeah, no. you're, sort of Peter of the. Mind you're the radio. expert. You're can, you can the about commentary. It. No, we're commentary. Play you're by expert. play. Yeah, you uh, want to see my party horn? I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead.
0: Keep on Seymour. A weird moment, right? We we saw him backpedaling during a one-on-one drill, and then he held onto his knee and went down, mm-hmm. and it it. Did not look like there was any contact. It just happened, and yeah. then he had a hard time getting off the field. Anyway, that's never a good sign. What was a good sign was that he did come back the following day, and he kind of
2: practiced.
0: Yeah, he wasn't a, you know a full participant, but he was there.
2: USC is basically saying not a big deal right he'll be back we've it heard seems that. like that might be the case as i was gonna say that's not always the case in usc says that it flashes to jabari ruffin will be back and he's okay and trey madden and yeah there's a few instances uh but yeah look at look at positive for Kevon seymour yeah. though i'd say so i think he's fine i think he's fine
0: but we didn't know for about 24 hours no and that would be a Big, big deal.
2: Yeah, it would be. Although, you know, some of the guys that got behind him looking pretty strong, just a quick note before yeah. we move on. Uh, you well, know, Jonathan Lockett looked good. I
0: like the the depth there. I like yeah. the people that they have there. I think all of them are going to play well. But Kevon is my pick as, you know,
2: oh. <laughs> their, their top corner. Oh, dude, you you and I both think very, very Most highly. underrated of player on oh, the team. Yeah. He's great. He's great. He
0: didn't make the um, all-underrated team, I think, from the ESPN Pac-12 blog. They do a good job, but they did not include him. They were wrong. Keybond was too underrated to be on the all-underrated team.
2: There you go. I love it.
0: So definitely need him in the rotation. And another guy they need, Justin Davis,
1: yeah. came back. Don't call it a comeback, though, by the way. He's Has been somebody there for once three
2: years. years. You know who said that? LL. Okay. I'm just making sure. Come you know on. who didn't know that? Chris Swanson. That's right, because LL Cool J was popular, when I was like, not born before yet. you were
0: born. Yeah, it's yeah. the return
2: of the. Ma- I know it's Justin Davis. Go ahead. Okay, um,
0: he practiced on the way. He's, not, he's on the men. and yeah. um, another big deal. You, you just want him. They you want back. Trey healthy, full. I like the freshman running backs. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. You want Davis and Trey working together. I think he's a big deal. Yeah, you don't some- want,
2: you don't want your second back to be a true freshman yeah. that's never good right so they need both those guys to be healthy
0: yeah he he looks okay um tight hamstring and stark is playing it very carefully because that's something that we saw last year with garius rogers he kept trying to come back with with the kite hamstring and he was really having a hard time all year because of it. he was never healthy, never looked right. George Farmer dealt with it for a while, but Farmer, I remember, was out for, like, three weeks, mm-hmm. whereas Darius was never completely out.
2: Yeah. But and to, to and me, Farmer
0: came back yeah. and was he recovered much better, I think, because he did not push it.
2: Yeah, and, you know, maybe they learned from the receiver situation. Also, to me, it just seems like they, just, they don't want their, anything to happen to these tailbacks. I mean, mm-hmm. Trey Madden basically took... What three days off? You know, at one point when he was fine last week. Yeah, just yeah. just to you know stay healthy because hey. they need him.
1: Yeah, I apologize for staring up at the TV. They were showing Tim Tebow highlights here on the television. Oh, on I the I, k- I'm I like
2: thrilled that we're still talking
1: about Tim Tebow. I, I like. <laughs> no, I mean, well, the highlights of him getting pounded. I mean, it looked like I was playing quarterback for a second, but he did have one rushing touchdown. Oh. Hey, he's going to be the backup of our boy Mark Sanchez. Uh, yeah, he's not, a backup. Not the direct, backup, yeah, yeah. He's oh, like okay. the he's competing he's a, he's to be a backup, backup, backup. Yeah. Come on, if Sanchez starts to screw up, you know who they're going to be calling.
2: for. No, they got no, Bradford. They, they got Barkley. Barkley's better than yeah, Tebow.
1: Well, it does. USC but fans, you, you yeah, see but, how I threw that? Yeah, out Yeah, that, that was nice. Yeah, that right. was nice. Okay, that's right. And it's time for what we've teased: power rankings for incoming freshmen. We're going to do a ten to one. You guys ranked it after ten days of seeing them in practice. So ten days now. Adam, does ten days give us enough to do a no. list? Well no, we're gonna do it anyway. Because that's way. what they crave at the people that subscribe to Trojansports
2: dot com. We start with IKili Ross, crispy Swanson, number ten. Yeah, Ikewie Ross. He's uh, he's looking strong out there. He's a defensive back that uh, you know, shows a lot of promise, a lot of athletic ability. I think he's really kind of shoring up their issues at safety, not completely, but you know, he's making an impact out there. I think he could make an impact as a freshman. And we're still kind of wait trying to see what he's gonna do on offense. You know, that's really interesting to me. And I think that's going to kind of determine if his season's, you know, incredibly special. If he's playing right. both positions, like, whoa.
0: Yeah, I think he was our pick before summer as the the impact freshman. And we haven't seen him do offense yet. Starts said that that would be a little bit. It might be this week, actually. But we've already seen him make plays at safety. And I, I felt like him and Marvel Kell were probably neck and neck here. But I went with Achille because... Akele has made a couple more plays. And I, I think they're both going to play, though. I, I, it, it doesn't really matter. I know some people think that one will redshirt. I don't think either one will.
2: Yeah, they,
1: they're both needed, I think, right? Very now. good. Number nine, Christian Rector.
0: Yeah, we're, we're surprised. Mm-hmm. We like him. I, I think he's underrated. It's easy to say. He was a three-star guy. But he's been a legitimate pass rusher. I feel like him and Greg Kampson, you know, of course, a fifth year senior, have been two of their better pass rushers in camp. And I see Rector being the defensive lineman that gets on the field first.
2: Yeah, it could happen. I think uh, over the last couple of years, I've seen Christian Rector really grow up physically you know he looks like a a big defensive end now Where before it was kind of like how are they going to fit him into this you know this defense is he a linebacker is he a defensive end what is he i've been extremely impressed i know others on the beat you know we usually don't mention them but they have been as well uh christian rector it, i'm surprised good though i mean they're going to have a solid defensive line in a couple of years he's he
0: winning one-on-ones with these offensive linemen
2: yeah.
0: and making a little bit of noise and team
1: drills like what sweet. Number 9.
2: Number 8, Osam Messina. Yeah, Osam Messina. I mean, no surprise here. Uh, you know, probably should have been a five-star linebacker. He was a four-star by Rivals.com, but you know, he he might be the best linebacker uh they've signed. He's incredibly gifted. He's fast for his size. He's just always making plays. He's flying through the line. You know, I know sometimes he's playing against these threes that almost don't have a prayer against a guy of his talent, but gosh, Another guy that could I, be on the field early. kind
0: of like Achille where has a nose for the ball and'll we'll, we'll get that that fumble or that kip or, or something he just seems to to be around the action and has good instincts and i there 's no way he 's playing offense
2: no it, no tight in star
0: did not close that door with these guys, but there 's no way no, this kid is. One of those linebackers yeah. that we're going to remember.
2: Dude, well, I'm going to make sure that Sark closes that door this week. Dude. You're going to make sure? <laughs> I'm going to ask, dude, because, like, come on, that guy's not playing. None of these none of these linebackers are playing tight end. Give me a break. Yeah, no. Okay, number seven, Chuma Adoga. Yeah. Chris B. Qua- Swanson, go ahead. Quality offensive lineman, even as a freshman, you know, you usually don't see guys come in as freshmen and be able to, to contribute, get time at spots. You know, they're putting them into situations in practice – you know, where you'd usually put guys that are starting or guys that, you know, should be rotating in. And that's special. I mean, I know USC fans are a little bit spoiled with the quality of players they get. You know, last year they had three freshmen on the offensive line really playing. That's not, you know, usual. Doga to me, looks like he could play, though. Yeah, early.
1: He, he's
0: built up some trust with the coaching staff. You have to remember, a year from now... Chad Wheeler and Zach Banner could both leave. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying that either one of them will leave. But they both could leave. They could be in that position. And if that were to happen, Chumi Goga is going to be a cackle. He's going to be a starter. I think this year he plays because they don't have a lot of tackles and they need to work him in. They need to get him prepared in the event that even one of them leaves. Mm-hmm. One of the other guys I mentioned.
2: And an ambassador for the state of Georgia at USC, really, if he does, you yeah, know, get we, some playing time.
0: We were talking to Jordan Moore about that, who runs the the USC Ripsit blog, who's obviously pretty well connected, and he made that point about the kids from out of state rarely redshirt.
2: Yeah, that's true. And you know, yeah, and Chuma is actually recruiting for USC. You know, even yep. though he's already there, uh, Julian Rochester, who's a big four-star defensive lineman from the state of Georgia. Talk to me about, you know, how he's looking at what Chumadoga is doing. They're in contact with each other, and he's interested in USC, even though he's currently committed to the Georgia Bulldogs. But just a little note there in our top ten. Number six, Ronald Jones the second.
0: Yeah, okay, well, somebody we had in mind for this spot was actually tight in Daniel Imatorbebe. We didn't put him here because he's going to redshirt, and so we wanted to focus on ten of the guys that we expected to be more involved Bebe hasn't gotten all the reps that he probably would if he were going to play this year. But he's been really good. He's been their best tight end. Now, it's competitive in in that regard. He's not like a clear-cut winner at that position. But Tyler Petit has been good too. I think bebe has been a little bit better. So we would have put him here if we were, you know, Anyway, we get it. But he's a it.
2: darn red shirt freshman, yeah. you know. He's a
0: blue shirt, red shirt, he's a purple shirt. He's a purple shirt. So anyway, Ronald Jones has really come on the last couple days and we're seeing the athleticism. He has another gear that mm-hmm. none of the other running backs have.
2: Yep. Well breakaway speed. Johnny Johnny Nansen, I spoke to him a while ago, uh, after Ronald Jones had a really a big breakout day, uh, had a long run during this practice and, and Johnny Nansen said you know, he's a breakaway back. We haven't had that in a long time, and he's right. I don't think USC has had that guy that at, run, at running back can get away from everybody on the field. Yeah, he they can. have fast guys, don't right, get me wrong, right. but he's a different – level of fast yeah, we exciting. just saw him
0: he gets through the cackles and then hits that second level and yeah. if he makes a guy miss he might be gone
2: and the thing i really like about him is that not only does he have that breakaway speed but he's not like that tiny guy that has breakaway no. speed where you're like oh he might get he'll beat go up, up the middle yeah yeah i but like th- him that backfield's going to be set man in a few years they're going to be really good i think barring injury or transfer any of that kind of stuff
1: yeah number five time sam darnold
2: yeah, we talked about Sam Darnold a little bit earlier. Uh, I've talked about him in other podcasts too. I keep mentioning that he reminds me of video game Michael Vick. I know Adam hates that. He's shaking his head right now because he hates that comparison. He's just bouncing around a little premature. It, no, I'm not. I'm. He's not an amazing player already. He's not going to like take over the starting job. I just like how he he's out there showing athleticism, bouncing around, and
0: I haven't seen that
2: at USC. You know, like at quarterback now. Yeah, it's exciting. It it makes me happy, and he's got the arm. He's got the arm. Like I
0: said, I, I felt like he reminded me a little bit of Carson Palmer when he came into the program and the way that he moved. I remember when Palmer got injured and he was running. I believe it was the Oregon game, and he broke his collarbone. But this is the way that Darnold plays where he's not looking to run, but he definitely can, and he can hurt you that way, but he has a big arm and does a lot of things well. I yeah. like him. He, he has a lot to learn, and you can tell that the offense is, is big for him right now. But that's the great part about it, is that they're stacking the quarterbacks. Darnold doesn't have to play for a while.
1: Yeah. Number four, Porter Gustin.
0: I like Porter. Um, Porter's been tremendous as a rush end, and he's another guy, probably like Darnold, where he's so physically explosive That he can wow you, but you know that he's probably making little mistakes and things that he has to clean up, but they need him. They need him out there. He has a real presence. They need a pass rush, and I think he's going to end up being that that dominant force in the backfield. He's going to be another Clay Matthews, Brian Cushing.
2: Yeah, and they need to use him at that spot early before he grows into a a giant defense bend and has to put his hand in the ground because that dude's so big. He's like, what, like 18, 17 years old, something like that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just go see him in person. If you guys haven't been to a practice yet, go to a practice just to see how big Port Augustine is. I'm guessing like 6'11", 473 (laughs) pounds or something like that. Both him
0: and uh, Immature Bebe are very physically impressive for incoming freshmen.
1: Yeah.
2: Gustin
0: probably even go higher on this list, but oh, yeah. I'll tell you why we left him where we did.
1: Number
2: three, Cameron Smith. All right, I'll take Cameron Smith. Yeah. Cameron Smith is a guy that I feel like USC fans overlooked, even though he came in early and, you know, he gave himself a chance to, to really make an impact this year. It was like, oh, we got four incredible linebackers. Three of them are five-star. Oh, and then we got Cameron Smith, this four-star guy. Cameron Smith, most years, would have been the best linebacker that USC signed. I, I think that's fair to say. Would you say so, Adam? I
0: don't see a lot of incoming freshmen play like that. No. He he knows what he's doing. He's already picked up the playbook. Yep. He can play middle linebacker. It's so comfortable. He can make the
2: calls. Mm-hmm. And there's questions, you know, during his recruitment. Well, does he fit into Pac-12 defenses? Is he going to be able to defend right. in the spread system? You know, USC kind of runs a spread. I know it's like a pro style spread hybrid or whatever. But they got athletes all over the place spread out. I haven't seen a problem with the way Cameron Smith plays against those guys. He gets picks. You know, he's yeah. instinctual. He gets up there, and in the run game, he's nasty. And I just He plays like
0: Lamar Dustin. Yeah. He's not as athletic, but he plays a lot like him. Yeah. You see a lot of the same stuff when he comes in after Lamar in practice.
2: Yeah. Strong play. So man.
0: Cameron, I think, because he came in spring, probably a little ahead of the curve, and I felt like he belonged above Porter.
2: Agree. Number two, Biggie Marshall. Biggie. Oh, Biggie Marshall, man. He's, I mean, he's like plug and play at yeah, cornerback. Right? I feel like, and and you know that's that's pretty rare. I know I say that all. It's pretty rare for a freshman, but uh, it's exactly what he's doing. He looks like a senior because he's like the biggest cornerback they have. I think. Uh, you know, yeah,
0: no, he's the biggest defensive back. Yeah, he could play he's bigger than any safety. Yeah, he
2: could obviously play safety too, as we've mentioned a ton. Um, I haven't seen him make too many mistakes, get beat too often. It does happen, but. No, they're trying to
0: clean up his technique and different things like that. And he's such a student that we'll see that come along pretty well, I think, pretty rapidly here. But he's not making big mistakes. No. Um, People wondered about the athleticism. That hasn't been a major problem. Mm -mm. Um, now, Kibon and Adori are two of the fastest players in the team. Yeah. In fact, Yvonne Lewis said that that K- uh, Kibon m- might be the fastest limit when, when they measure him with the whole catapult GPS tracking yeah. that they're doing. Kibon was the first guy that he named. So Biggie is not at their level. But, but he, he's not slow. He's not plotting. Yeah. He's not a big liability. I just think that... You use him a certain way, probably on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. People thought that, oh, well, maybe he'll come in and, and be the the slot, you know, the, the nickel back. No, like you you put dory yeah. there,
2: no, I or Kevon, I agree, and
0: you put Biggie outside. He makes people uncomfortable. Well,
2: this this is the thing I've noticed about him too. Is it seems like when it, when he's lined out up on the outside, uh, one-on-one with guys, nobody beats him with a route to the perimeter, a route to you know that end line. He just forces them out of bounds. It's yeah. like you go that way, you're done. You know, you're not catching the ball. Yeah. That's so impressive to me. I don't know. You know, you usually don't see corners. They're just like, if you go this way, you ain't going to catch it. So go that way. You know what I mean? It's, it's it's, It's really something special. And so I think USC fans should be excited. I know that, you know. There's a lot of expectations for Biggie Marshall, so whenever you know, he does do something wrong, it's in your notebook, oh, he got beat here, or in a video he got beat, it becomes magnified, it becomes a big deal. We're telling you, don't worry about him yeah. Marshall.
0: I want to talk to Jory about this because I get the feeling that Biggie already knows the position better than Jory did when he came into the program a yeah. year ago.
2: He does. I, I mean, go ask him, get the quote, you yeah. know what I mean, do it right, but he does. There's, yeah. there's no question in my mind. All right. Are we ready for number one? We are. Who is it? Who is it? Everybody's I feel like we should have a little drum roll. You probably have like a little drum kit. I do, you actually. You seem like the it's, I have a monkey to go along with it, too. So. Oh, one
1: of those old school. Yeah, I have one of those and toys. And he's got
2: the, you know, the cymbals. Yeah, he and, claps. Yeah, it's awesome. Those are freaky, though, at night when you
1: walk by them. And the That's lights are the off. only time to play with it. <laughs> Thank we you. were doing so well. Number one.
2: Do you want to say it? Yeah. Go ahead and say it, Adam Jim. Myers. At
0: Cedric Ware. Yeah, we'll what
2: that. a shock, dude. I mean, not not. We've seen him, so it's not a shock to us. But I think a shock to most people coming in. They think, who's going to be that instant impact freshman? He's probably the guy that most people had at the you know towards the bottom of their list. Yeah, he's a three star. I think he was incredibly underrated though in high school. I mean, he's a three star guy that picked USC over scholarship offers from like Notre Dame, Iowa. You know, some really big name programs and. He's so impressive. A just do it all running back. Right. Johnny Nansen said he's, he's further along than any other freshman running back right now, just in terms of his understanding of the game. There's a huge, hugely high ceiling for him. I think he's that guy that, you know, whatever down it is, whatever you need done, he can go in there. The defense isn't going to know what you're doing because he can do everything. Yeah, well, we
0: actually had him here as a fourth star. Um, I guess a lower four-star. Oh, I don't apologies. know. Whatever. My apologies. But I don't I don't even care about these ratings until I see them in camp. Yep. In fact, I don't like them sometimes because they'll cloud my judgment. Yep. So I'm seeing a lot of these kicks for the very first time. And even I remember the first week, a couple of the other reporters were kind of dismissing where because – Everybody talked about Ronald Jones, and they, it's like they wanted him to be better because he was the more spectacular recruit. Yeah. Well, Rojo looks good. Ware looks better. He's a weapon out of the backfield. He loves to run in between the tackles. He's a one-cut back. Kind of reminds me of Stefan that way, but a better athlete, falls forward. I just like everything about him.
2: Yeah. You and Stefan, I was thinking Herschel Dennis, but
0: oh yeah, he's kind of a Herschel Dennis. Gen- okay, isn't he? Dennis might Dennis is better. Better. Comp. Wow, I got yeah. wow.
2: I'm impressed that yeah. I was able. To take I don't know, that know if anybody away.
0: can remember the touchdown run that Herschel had in 0-2 against UCLA at the end of the yeah. UCLA game. Yeah, where he had got cut and then just went right up the seam, and he was gone. And that's the kind of guy I think where it can be. Yeah. You know where he'll get you four, but he might get you nine, and occasionally he'll get you twenty-five.
2: And you know what, too, is is, is you know, we're, we're comparing where to to a guy that basically didn't play after a year or two at USC, right? Herschel Dennis. If he didn't have Reggie Bush and Lendale White, there would have probably been a really good. And he kept, he kept being injured. Yeah, but I mean, he had the potential to be a really good running back for USC. Mm-hmm. We think Ware has that same potential. Maybe it plays out differently for him. Maybe he gets the starting spot. Maybe he, you know, stays healthy. We'll see what happens.
0: I love running backs, and I love having more than one.
2: Oh, yeah. That's why I think uh, I want both six or seven. Davis
0: and Madden. No, <laughs> Davis and Madden are both so important, and. In the same vein, Ware and Rojo will be very important, no. playing together. agree. That's our number one guy. I
2: love when we agree, Adam. Hey, this is
0: Jay Ken, so yeah. before you excoriate us, it's Jay Ken.
2: Hey, on day 24, do you want to have top 24, freshman? <laughs> no? Okay. Moving on, then. Well, that's it. That's it? Oh, my gosh. Look at the top we'll 10 list that all up. done. Go ahead, Adam.
1: Where's there, is this your surprise? No, well... I, I guess it could to be. tie in the old school. The surprise is we're going streaking. <laughs> yes.
0: Bring your purple hat.
2: I got it always. Bring, with, bring, always with me.
0: And you could bring Cordell with you. Thank He's you. available.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm actually sitting here naked, ready to go streaking already.
0: Okay. Well,
2: <laughs> with now, your purple hat, you the ruined the hat. surprise. Sorry.
0: We we kind of forgot this. Kind of like um, Frank Kink forgetting that he was married.
2: As Chris we, Morales would say, it, so topical.
0: We. We had a one-year anniversary.
2: Oh did wow, we? we did, didn't we?
0: Yeah, August fourteenth.
2: Wow, and wow. You know, it's been a gr- it's been a great year. I've enjoyed getting to know Chris Morales. I haven't. Okay. George, well, <laughs> no, I have actually
1: it's been fun it's been very yeah. I've, I've been able to learn about the youth even though you're only like five years younger than me
2: it's. I'm still n- been, I'm not a good representation you're of not, the youth no. no I'll tell you like people my age look at me and they're like what the heck is wrong with this but you guy? own your own business I Trojan do sports.com. and I have a nice new car now so I'm excited Congratulations yeah. Yeah, yeah I love it Um you yeah, just lost five subscribers I know right thing. they're <laughs> all just like done we like Mercedes it's a classic job, it's a classic and way. it didn't cost me that right? much yeah, really? I know that's a classic, it's right? Eighty nine. Yeah, it is.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, for me, that's older than me, man. So my car's older than me. Yeah. Um. You know, I just I just want to say I I appreciate the subscribers and everybody that listens to the podcast so much, and I also just want
0: But the subscribers more.
2: The subscribers more because they pay. But yeah, I I just think we've done a great job. I don't mean to toot our own horns, but I'm so happy with how this year's gone and and how we're everything's learning. Gone. I and think we're learning. We're we'll making get better. it better. Yeah. But you know, we've gone. We've gone. Good feedback from some Rivals employees that have told us, you know, they're so impressed with how the site compares to others. Stick around, guys. Yeah. We'll get even better.
0: Now, I want to say, too, I'm, I'm very grateful for you guys. I grew up around the program, and I covered it off and on. Well, I covered it at USC when I went there, and then I covered it off and on at the Orange County Register. So, I was never involved in this community. So, it, it's been a, a different experience, an interesting one. But a very enjoyable one. One of the best years of my life. Oh and wow! I'm, I'm again. I'm super grateful. I love going to work every day.
2: And I'm the reason for that. Uh huh. Okay. I just want to sneak that in there. Well, there you go. Look at the little love fest. Well, happy <laughs> one year anniversary. Thank you. You it's too, Chris Grouse.
1: Yeah. I mean, the original host of this program was Blair Google. I was always behind the scenes. Wait, uh, who?
2: Blair. Yeah. And then uh, Blair? we'll text him and say it's like a year or something. Good job, there Blair go. Angulo. Mm-hmm. Huh. That that you know he went to UCLA. That's, that's all I'm saying about Is it. Is he on Twitter? <laughs> I'm on vacation next week,
1: so we still don't know if we're doing a radio show. We'll but see. We'll see. If not, we will definitely see you soon. Stay tuned. The Trojan, and we're gearing up for the season. So even if you miss a week, hmm. that just
2: means we're coming with, with the might
1: that means, power. that
2: means the week after we'll do this show for like three hours, right? Yeah, it'll be yeah, enjoyable. It'll be but really we will long.
1: figure out a way to do some sort of radio show next week. We will. We'll okay. figure it out. We'll okay. figure it out. Okay. And we will see you next week right here at the Trojansports.com podcast. Be sure to stay with Trojansports.com for all the coverage and the R&R. Rivals and register. That's all ahead. Or what? No, I'm
2: sorry. Sorry. We're going we're going
1: streaking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody. Come on. Snoop. Super loop, super! No, let's go, let's go. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Bring, bring your green hat. Let's go! Come on, everybody, we're going!